BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I was going to wait to do another full solo episode, but it's technically the next month because it's May 1st. So happy May. And this will be the solo for the month. Unless, I don't know, maybe we'll do another bonus episode this month. But today's solo is something that is a very sore and tender subject for me, which is friendship. I have always kind of struggled with friendships and friends. And I'm sure it's something that you don't see from the outside. I'm sure you think that like everything's perfect and, you know, I have such great friends. And and I do, by the way, I have amazing, amazing friends. But that doesn't mean that I haven't struggled with friendship in my life. And, you know, we could take it back to, and I discussed this briefly on a recent episode, I was, I went to an all girls school my whole life until college. And... I grew up with a lot of pettiness and a lot of bullying. And I did do the bullying myself too. I was not innocent, but I, there was a lot of pettiness and like there was this like popular group in, in middle school and I was in it, but then, you know, I wasn't in it. And like my friends like decided they wanted to dump me quote unquote because I, they like accused me of like stealing clothes, which I never did. And it was just like a really dark time for me in like sixth grade. I know that sounds so juvenile because you're like, she wasn't a human yet, but it really affected me to the point where I actually wrote my college essay on like the pettiness that I dealt with in school. I wonder if I could find that essay and like share it with you. I'll look, but it's definitely something that's affected me my whole life. And I have an older sister and she kind of avoided the pettiness. She was more in like the sports world of the girl schools. And so she, she narrowly avoided it, but she was always telling me like, Oh, they're just jealous of you. And you know, of course an older sister is going to say that, but I was really hurt and like affected by friendships from from an early age. So then after that, I ended up changing schools for high school and making different friends who and like having this kind of different group that was way more accepting and and sweeter and I and I didn't feel really left out. But even back then, like there was one person in the group who I wasn't as close with who I felt 
like unspoken tension with, because in a group, there's always going to be a situation where you're not as close with one person unless, and, and again, I said this in another episode, like unless you're the one person who has every close relationship in that group, which that person exists. And like, I envy that person. I always do. But that just was never me. Like I'm never going to be everyone's cup of tea. And there's always somebody that made that very clear to me in a group setting. And so we'll get into that. But I just wanted to give you a little bit of background of like my own friendships. Then I went to college and I made college friends. And, you know, those people I'm still friends with today. And my high school friends I'm still friends with today. And even my middle school friends who dumped me, I'm still friends with today. So friendship is friendship is an interesting subject. And I, I'm excited to just get right in there. I am the kind of person now who has a lot of friendships. Like many people think that I'm their close friend, but in reality, there's only like one friend I talk to every day and probably like three total that I feel very close with and that I open up to. So if even that. So that's like my my friendship background. Now I'm going to get into the questions that you asked and I put some notes on each question that I was going to address, which I never usually do. Like I never read from anything, but I just figured with this episode, I want to be especially thoughtful and wanted to like find, like just spend some time on each question with some notes because friendship is is intense. All right. Can you talk more about insecurity slash questioning closeness within groups and feeling like I'm not as close with one particular person? So this subject, we just kind of broached a little bit, but I'll get into a little bit more. You know, there's always someone in the group that you're not as close with than somebody else. And that is part of friendship for the most part, unless you are like perfect and friends with everyone in that group. I have been in different groups at different times in my life. And post-college, there was like a... There was my college friends and then there was my home friends because I'm from New York City and I moved back to New York City. And in my home friends, the group kind of expanded a little bit, like people's college friends that moved to New York here and there. And, you know, there was someone in the group that I wasn't close with and i would always like complain to one of my friends about how like i feel like i never talked to this one person and i feel like i don't know like do they like me and i remember my friend asked me she was like do you even like her or do you just want her to like you and it's like such a good point like i just want everyone to want to feel close to me and if they don't i feel rejected, which is so dumb because you can't be equally friends with everyone in the friend group. Like that's just not how the friend group works. And if you're not okay with that, then don't have a friend group. Like don't partake in it. If you can't handle it, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. And I couldn't really take the heat. Like I couldn't accept that one person in this group, like wouldn't want to be close to me. And it was like, maybe it was like my ego speaking. Like I was like, maybe they don't think I would want to be close to them, but no, they just like didn't have an interest in being closer with me than we were. And that's okay. And I have a friend in my college group that is the same situation. And I actually, I made a note about it because I wanted to tell you 
this thing that happened. But basically, like, I had to just accept not being super close to certain girls within the group. It's just like, it's kind of like radical acceptance. Like you still check in with each other here and there with this one person or when a memory comes up or you participate in a group gift or talk in the group chat. And maybe that's how you primarily communicate with this person in the group chat, right? But you're just not as close. Like I had this situation happen to me with my college friends that was really, really hurtful. Basically, one of the girls in our group was like the first one to have a baby. And we were all so excited. Like, you know, it's like the first person to get married. You're so excited. The first person to have a baby, you're so excited. And then like you get less and less, I guess, as more people do it, which is a bummer. But especially for me, because I was like the last one to get married. But Anyway, so our friend was having a baby and, and you know, this is the friend that I'm least close with in the group. Like, I love her to death, but for some reason, that's just how it worked out. And she, you know, we were all following her journey, checking in with her like every second. And then she went into labor and our group chat was like blowing up. We wanted updates. We wanted this. We wanted that. Like, I... I wanted all of these things, whether or not I was like so, so close with her like everyone else. And the baby came and her husband like sent a photo of the baby to every single person individually in the group, except for me. And I was just like so hurt by it because I like just, I don't know. I want to like, I want to be there. I want to be included. And I think it was just like, you know, it was very eye opening that like they don't feel like I'm you know, that close with them. And it and it hurt me, especially because like I participated in the group gift after and like I did this, but I never got the update from her husband. And I remember I sent him a text being like, hey, can like, can you send me the picture? And like, he didn't even answer. Granted, like he's in the middle of like just having a new baby. So like, I you can't take these things personally, but like that really hurt my feelings. And like, that's that's normal to feel left out. And I think that's the problem with like not being able to be close with every single person in the group of friends. Like you're going to get hurt. And that's the risk that you take having friends. Another reason that friendship is so important is you can talk about your hair. Like who else can you talk about your hair with all day, but your friends and your friends will always be real with you. And if they aren't, they shouldn't be your friends about what's going on with their hair stuff. For me, I'm always bragging to my friends about my Function of Beauty shampoo and conditioner. It's the first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. Function of Beauty offers over 54 trillion possible formulations. Every one of them is vegan and cruelty-free and they never use sulfates or parabens. If you're using a shampoo and conditioner with sulfates or parabens, you need to rethink what you're doing because you're probably not being good to your hair and it is struggling. So whether your hair gets frizzy in the winter, oily in the summer, Function of Beauty formulations are meant to be changed when your needs change, which is why it's so amazing. Say goodbye to generic hair care for good 
today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme and you can take your hair goals quiz and save 25% on your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash Acme to let them know you heard it about it on our show and you'll get 25% off your first order. I personally love the green bottles because duh, my last name is green. Well, it's not technically yet because whatever, but it will be. And go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. The scent I love is called Rose, but they have amazing scents and you should definitely try whichever one you feel like will smell delicious and your hair will be smelling good for days. Functionofbeauty.com slash Acme. Speaking of friendship, I feel like I was a really good friend the other day because my friend was visiting from Boston and she is literally obsessed with Athletic Greens. And because I'm partnering with them on this podcast, I had a little bit of extra Athletic Greens. And so I gave it to her and she was so happy and so grateful. She is like the one that put me onto it a while back. And I can't thank her enough. Well, I did thank her by giving her some of my Athletic Greens. I started taking it because I just don't really have like a lot of nutrients in my diet. And like I'm getting better at it. I actually started making this like quinoa salad that I'm obsessed with. But I really need to absorb these high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that are in Athletic Greens. Instead of taking like a million different pills to get this, I just have to take one scoop of Athletic Greens, mix it with water, shake it up and drink it. It's really amazing. And I usually drink it like after Pilates or berries in the morning when I get home before I make my smoothie. It's like I don't use it as a meal replacement. I literally use it as like a healthy drink that I need. Like instead of orange juice in the morning, athletic greens, always, always, always. It's lifestyle friendly. So if you're gluten-free, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, whatever, you can still drink Athletic Greens and it'll support your mental clarity and alertness, which is so great. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially heading into this allergy season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash Acme so that they know that we sent you from this podcast. That's athleticgreens.com slash Acme to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, beautiful people. My name is Elisa Reynolds and I'm the executive chef and founder of My Two Cents LA and host of My Last Meal, a new podcast that asks people from all walks of life, whether it's musicians, celebrities, artists, chefs, scientists, Renaissance men and women, what their last meal on earth would be and why. So don't forget to tune in on Fridays. You can find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So why not? Let me tell you about the last meal. Somebody asked how to strengthen long distance friendships. I would say call them on the phone. Like that's the most effective thing that you can do or FaceTime them or plan to visit each other or take a trip somewhere. 
you know, I have friends that are far away and it's, it sucks, but we just like, we both try to make an effort to check in, you know, do the FaceTime thing. And then when I'm in their city and vice versa, we see each other. Or if I'm not, I would go out of my way to be if I could. And if I had the time, luckily right now, like we have so many weddings that we get to see different friend, like different groups of friends and from different places at a lot of these weddings. And it becomes kind of like a catch up. But even at even at the weddings, there, there are moments where you feel left out, you know, so I just wanted to bring that up. And also like, one of the things I talk about the most in therapy is my friend dynamics. Like if you ask my therapist, the things I talk about the most, she would be like your friend dynamics and probably you starting fights with Steven that are are pointless, but like your friend dynamics. And, And that's just like a very real thing. And I don't know how I would live without therapy in that in that way, especially because I can text my therapist 24 seven. If you haven't heard of Talkspace, Talkspace is a supporter of the podcast. And I'm so glad that they are because therapy is so crucial, whether you're talking about friendships, relationships, childhood trauma, your relationship with alcohol, whatever it is, Talkspace is private, secure, and most importantly, accessible. It's everything that you love about therapy without the stuff that gets in the way. They have thousands of therapists across dozens of specialties. And once you match with your therapist, you can message them anytime, anywhere. So if your thoughts and emotions are piling up, a fresh perspective can really help you feel better. Match with your dedicated therapist today at Talkspace.com and you can use promo code ACME during your signup to get $100 off your first month. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com using promo code ACME. And definitely check it out because you know, we're all going through it. Friend jealousy. When one person is in a relationship, career, competition, etc. Friend jealousy is the worst and everyone's guilty of it. Even if you say you're not a jealous friend, like I'm sure at one point you have been because at one point somebody had something that you wanted and, you know, that's okay. But it's it's all about just like being aware of it and sitting in that emotion, like being aware, like I'm feeling jealous of my friend and in trying to change that emotion into like, I should feel so happy for my friend. It's like scarcity versus abundance mindset. Like, yeah, my friend's in a relationship and like, it kind of sucks because I'm doing nothing and like I'm bored and I wish I was in a relationship, but how happy is my friend? I mean, how awesome is that? Like, I remember when they weren't feeling that happy and just because they're in a relationship doesn't mean that I won't be like, it actually means that I'm more likely to be because maybe I'll meet someone through their partner, you know, and like career competition is, is hard. I mean, I don't feel like I have that situation with anyone. I have one friend where like, we're both like in the quote unquote influencer world, but like we lift each other up. We support each other. We're always like commenting on each other's Instagrams and, and saying that we're proud of each other for the success that we have. And you know, when I like, I got an opportunity that she has had in the past and I called her and I was like, Hey, this company reached out, like you've worked with them. Like, what's the deal? And instead of being like salty or whatever, she was like, Oh my God, like here, like, here's my experience working with them. And, you know, I think that that's like crucial for a friendship is, is to be able to 
be supportive of everyone. And like, I think if you're being competitive in your friendship, you need to think about like where that's coming from and where that's stemming from and, and try to get out of that scarcity mindset. But it's really hard. It's really hard, especially when you're not in a good place. Like that's when we compare the most. So again, another great topic to talk to your therapist about. Someone asked how to deal with changing friendships in your 30s if you are the one without kids and single. For me, this goes back to like picking up the phone and calling your friends, like gossip with them and shoot the shit that you don't always like, you don't always have to talk about their kids. And like, you don't always have to talk about the thing that you have different. You can talk about the thing that you have in common. Like you can talk about, you know, some other person who just had a kid or bring them like out of themselves in their own life. Sometimes I feel like when I am calling my friends who had babies just to be like, so how's the baby? Like what they do? Like, obviously it's nice and it's sweet, but like they know that like, I'd rather connect on a deeper level, you know, like more than just the like, you know, how's the child conversation or how's the thing that differentiates us and like try to find that commonality. Like maybe they want to hear about what you're up to and like you can still tell them about like that wedding that you went to and the drama that was there or like what's going on in single world or, you know, maybe they want to escape like their own shit for a little. So I would test the waters, like call them, ask them about their stuff, but like tell them about your stuff. And like, if they're not interested, then you'll be able to, to know right away. But I feel like the biggest mistake that you can make as a single person is, is that, like your couple friends or your friends coupled off in relationships or with babies, like don't want to hear about it because they do. They're probably not asking about it because like, why would that, that they're just not, that's not on their mind. They have other shit happening, but like they still want to hear about it. And I think that's a huge thing as we get older. It's like, we have to advocate for ourselves. We can't just like wait to be asked questions always wait to be checked in on like, that's a passive attitude that gets you nowhere in life. And I remember when like COVID hit and people started, you know, going off on their social media about like how upset they were that people hadn't checked in on them if they had COVID. And it's like, we're all doing our fucking best. Like everyone, just because someone's married or someone has a kid, like doesn't mean that their life is more put together than yours. Like they might be juggling a million different balls. And I just think it's, important to like be proactive. Like if you are sitting in your friendship and sitting in these resentments thinking like X, Y, and Z didn't reach out to me and I'm going through blah, 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 reach out to them and tell them what you're going through. And then you can get upset. But it's like a relationship. Like you have to be communicative if you want it to be a successful friendship. And speaking of being like the single friend... I love this. We're so we're working with this company and it's visible singles registry. Basically what it is is instead of having to spend all this money on your married friends and always giving to couples, you should put yourself first as someone who's single and create your own registry. Yes, you heard that correctly. Your own registry of things that you want in your home because at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter what your relationship status is. What should matter is that you get gifts because 
you're a legend and you should get gifts regardless of your relationship status. For all you know, maybe you got a promotion. Maybe you need that gift, deserve that gift. And that's why Visible Singles Registry is here to hook you up with just that. And also speaking of gifts, the first 1,000 people to build their registry get a free one. Visible has single people covered with sweet singles gifts and with single line wireless as low as $25 a month. So that's especially crucial if you got kicked off your parents' phone bill, like I may or may not have. Build your registry at visiblesinglesregistry.com. That's visiblesinglesregistry.com. Visible is the wireless service built for singles and it's teamed up with Match Group to make you this amazing and awesome registry that you deserve. Go to visiblesinglesregistry.com and check it out. Somebody asked, is it fair to want alone time with friends after they're married? Of course it's fair. I want and need that from my friends. And that's why girl hangouts are so important. And like one-on-one hangs with friends that you're closer with. And this is really easy to do. Like if you just say, hey, can we have dinner like just us? Then that's... It's as easy as that. Or like, hey, I want to go on a walk. Do you have time this week? Your friend, unless they're so, so crazily out of touch, they're not going to bring their significant other to your one-on-one hang. And like, you don't have to feel guilty that you don't want their significant other there. For all you know, they're looking for an excuse to escape from their husband or boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever it is, you know, like this is crucial for friendship is being able to hang out without their significant other. And like, that's why it's so important to balance out. This is another question that somebody asked. They said how often to hang out with your significant other versus friends and how to balance that out. I probably do like an even split for the most part. Like half of my week is spent either with friends or doing things separate from my significant other and the other half is with him. But it doesn't really matter. Meaning like even if it was all friends, like I still live with him. So I see him every night. But you know, in an ideal couple situation, I prioritize nights with him too. So I think you just have to proactively make these dates with your girlfriends, like with your your friends, if you want to have this balance. And the worst kind of person is somebody who gets a boyfriend and just only then sees their girlfriends when the boyfriend is away or on vacation or like, you know, if you're ever thinking of texting your single friend and making a plan with her, the worst thing that you can say is like, Hey, like Johnny's away for the weekend. Like what's your, what's your plan? Like, no, like how about making a plan with your friend when Johnny's still, still around, you know? And like, granted, I do understand the sentiment behind like they're away for the weekend, meaning like you're just saying that you have like more time available, but it's just, it makes your friend feel bad, especially if they're single and they're not in a relationship. So try to like prioritize your friends, even when your partner's around. It's also like a huge turn on to your partner for you to have plans that like don't necessarily 
include him sometimes. Like Stephen will be like, what's like, what is our plan this week? Like, do we have something Tuesday? And I'll be like, I do, but you're free. And he's like, so happy, so happy to have a night to himself. So it's just so important to like, make sure that you do that. And also like read the room in terms of inviting your significant other to places like ask yourself if it's necessary to bring them. And if it's not like, if it's not a couple's event, you know, if it's not, then you don't need to bring them like enjoy the time with your friends. Someone asked to talk about feeling like you have less friends when you get older or have a significant other. This is so real. So, so real. It's actually really interesting because my husband has like a lot of single friends, way more than I do. And his like three best friends are single guys and they're available at like the drop of a hat. If he wants to have a dinner that night, if something gets canceled and he's now free or like whatever it is, like they're very flexible for the most part for like a last minute dinner or just like getting together. And mine aren't. Like I have the kinds of friends where you have to thoughtfully plan out something weeks in advance. And I'm like that too. Like I'm not saying I'm any better. That's just the reality of like, you know, we're all really busy. And I remember the other day, someone canceled on me last minute. I was like, my cousin canceled on me for a dinner last minute. And I had this reservation and Steven was busy. And I was like, scrambling to ask a girlfriend to come with me and no one was available like straight up not one person and it was like a really great dinner it was it was like a comped dinner because i have this food instagram and people invite restaurants will invite me in from time to time and it was like this comped dinner at this sick new restaurant and i had no one to go with like i i asked all my friends everyone was busy and i was just like okay. Like, and I went alone. I went alone to this restaurant. I have to say it was a great experience. Like the one thing I regret, like the one reason I wish that I had had a friend come with me is because we would have been able to try more food. Like I couldn't physically stomach all that food. So I could only get a certain amount, but I kind of loved it. Like, I don't know if if you've ever gone to dinner alone, especially in New York city. Like you just don't feel alone. There's something about it. And like you just eavesdrop on really good conversations around you. It's really great. But I think my point there is just like, it's okay to not be able to like find a friend to make a plan. And it's so easy to go straight to like, I don't have any friends and everybody hates me. And like, if anyone really wanted to like be my friend, like they'd be available tonight, you know? And it's like, no, everyone has like, I'm 31 everyone's busy as fuck. I think if I were like 24 and in this situation and I couldn't find a friend to go to dinner with me that night, like I'd be really pissed. And I I would definitely get in my head and I'd be like, you know, no one wants to go to dinner with me. And, but I think now it's like, of course no one's available. Like why would I expect anyone to be available at the drop of a hat? And that's just unfortunately the reality of like getting older with friendships. Someone asked how to tell a friend you miss hanging out with them. She has a long-term BF now. I would make sure that you don't say this as an attack, first of all, because I know you're thinking like, it's not an attack, Lindsay. Like, I miss her. Like, how is that an attack? And 
you're right. It's not. But for some reason, like this text can be written in a way or like whatever call can be said in a way that feels like you're saying like, I'm not happy for you. I need you there for me, like in a selfish way almost. And that's not your intention. Like you literally just miss your friend. So it's just a delicate way of phrasing. I would personally, I would probably say it over text because like I rarely call friends, which I'm working on and need to be better at. But I would probably say on text, um, like, I miss you. Can I, or like, when are you free for dinner? Miss you and would love to catch up. You know, like something very casual, not like, I feel like ever since you started dating Stuart, I never see you. And I just like miss you. And I miss our friendship. Like, no, just be like, miss you. When can we do din? Like, or whatever. And then when you're at dinner, you can thoughtfully be like, I love that you are spending so much time with Zach. Like, I think he's great. Like, I'm so happy for you beyond. But like, I miss you. I feel like, like, just like, let me know whenever we can hang because like, you know, like I, I love hanging out with you and like, whatever, you know, just don't make it like you don't like know that I exist anymore. And like, you know, like save the drama for your mama, as they say, or your therapist, your group of friends turned on you after one drunken mistake. What to do? Ooh, well now we need to know the mistake. So please slide into the DMS, but I would say for the most part, I would try to do like one-on-one situations with these friends. Like ask one of them to go out to dinner who you feel closest to and be like, what's going on? You know, like do people really hate me because I hooked up with Selena's boyfriend? Whatever the situation is, like take one or two people out of the group dynamic and like talk to them and ask them what's going on. And if it feels like it's, not repairable, then like move on. Fuck it. You know, like you tried your best, but at least put in that effort and try to show them that you care and that you're remorseful for whatever the mistake was. And then if they can't forgive you, then that's on them, bro. Like, fuck that. That's not fair to you. Forgiveness is like crucial to continue being friends with someone. And if they can't do that, you know, then goodbye. Someone asked how much effort actually needs to be put into a friendship. This is a really great question because I feel like the best friendships as in like also the best relationships, like really don't need that much effort, meaning they're like effortless in a way. And when you do reach out, you're just like happy to hear from that person. I think that's like the ideal friendship, right? You're not like expecting to hear from them every second, but when you do, you're really happy and vice versa. But at the same time, like you do need to put in effort for like the moments that are important. Like if they get engaged or if they're getting married or if they're having a baby or if they just got a raise or like something really exciting happened in their life or something really terrible happened in their life. That's when you show up and that's when you go out of your way to put that effort in because you have to show them that like, yeah, maybe I don't talk to you every day, but I'm here for you. And I think like there's these special moments in friendship, these like 
these time periods where you guys are kind of aligned in what's going on. Like for example, a friend and I both got married this year. And when we were planning our weddings, we got closer than ever because we were in the same life stage for like that brief few months. And that's so, so important for friendships is like capitalizing on those moments that you have in common together because they're fleeting and they're not going to last forever. And so whether it's like you're two of the pregnant friends or two friends that like crush it at work and finance and like other people don't understand what that's like, whatever it is, like those are really special moments that require almost zero effort because you have this like commonality. So it's so easy to converse. It's when you don't have that commonality that like the effort needs to be put in a little bit, but you should never feel like you're putting in so much effort into a friendship and getting nothing out of it. And if you do, like, unless the person just had a kid, if you feel that way, like that person probably isn't as interested in being your friend as you are with them. And like, that's okay. Friendships change. Like I have someone who I considered my best friend who like now is just very clearly closer with another person. And like, am I going to cry about that? Like probably with my therapist, but no, like, am I going to cry about that? Like, no, like, what can I do? You know, like you, you can't control somebody. And that doesn't mean that our friendship is any less than, and we're still going to be able to like be close. We're just not going to be as close as we once were. And I think that's something that you have to accept again, radical acceptance with friendships as life goes on. And like that actually reminds me of something that I was going to talk about next, which is why I don't believe in ending friendships. My mother-in-law actually gave me really good advice on this. You know, I, I said something like about wanting to end a friendship once. And she was like, you should never an- end a friendship because you just never know. Meaning like you never know, like God forbid they need you for some reason, like God forbid their parent dies or something they that they go through. And you stupidly made some choice to like, formally end a friendship with this person. And now you can't be there for them. Or now you can't like reach out and talk to them. And maybe you need them. Maybe something happens to you. And I think you just like never know where life takes you. Life is short. And God forbid you end this friendship with someone and then something happens to them. Like maybe, you know, God, like only end a friendship if you would be okay with them. Like Again, I'm just saying God forbid because like, of course, you know, no one wants this ever happening to their friend. But like, let's say they got hit by a car tomorrow and they were gone. Would you be okay with the fact that you ended a friendship with them? Probably not. Probably not. And so instead of ending friendships formally, let's just be okay with changing friendships and friendships changing and compartmentalizing different friends for different moments in your life and different times. And some might be like at bay for now. And then some might be a little bit more active, like just friendships, let, let some be passive and let some be active and like call some up to the plate and leave some behind. But like, that doesn't mean that you have to formally end a friendship unless somebody is like straight up disrespecting you they're fucking your husband or like they're doing something nasty and like not okay. That's really just horrible to you. Like you don't need to end the friendship. 
it's just dramatic. Like you just never know when you're going to reconnect with that friend again. And you're certainly not going to reconnect with them again if you formally ended a friendship. How to tell a friend to be more of a girl's girl without sounding rude. This is a really great question. I don't really think that you can do this. There's not really a way. Like, I'm trying to think if someone said that to me, how I would accept it. I don't know. I mean, like, I have a friend who doesn't like to tell people where she gets what she wears. And like, that's not super girl's girl, but like, that's her prerogative, you know? Like, I'm not going to sit her down and be like, hey, it really upset me the other day when like I noticed Janice asked you where your sweater was from and you said you didn't know. You do know. And I just feel like being a girl's girl is saying that, you know, you know, like you're not, you're their friend. And I think that's what's most important. It's like, what is a friend to you, right? Like a friend is somebody is like your contemporary. A friend is not your mom. Like your friend doesn't need to teach you a lesson. Your friend needs to be there for you and support you in all that you do. And that's why I tell people not to tell their friend that they hate their boyfriend because it's not your choice. It's not your relationship. Your job is to support this person. Your job isn't to tell them to break up with their boyfriend or to be more of a girl's girl. Like that's just not your job. But on the topic of girls, girls, I, the one thing like I will always tell a friend because this, I feel like you really need to know is what bra I wear because it's always the best bra that looks amazing in a t-shirt, which is so crucial. There are some girls out there who are wearing bras that do not fit them well. And they look weird in t-shirts or, you know, they look too tight or something's off. And that's why it's so important to tell your girl, to be a girl's girl and tell your girls about third love. If you haven't heard of third love, they've got a 24 seven classic t-shirt bra. That's their number one bra. And for a good reason, it offers unparalleled comfort thanks to every unique detail in its fit style, function, and design. It's loved and worn by millions of women, including me right now. It doesn't pinch or dig. And the straps are really comfortable and they don't like cut into your skin. You know what I mean? When you wear a bra and like you take it off and there are red marks on your body, that would never happen with the 24-7 t-shirt bra because it's designed to fit and form your body. I take a 32C but I also have the D because you know how it goes. If you have your period, your boobs are bigger. You know, you never know being a lady. And so really check it out and give your boobs a 24-7 comfort and support that they deserve. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash Acme. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash Acme. You won't regret buying this bra. I'm telling you that right now. Thirdlove.com slash Acme. How to avoid getting your feelings hurt when you feel like the third wheel in a friendship. Okay, so this I I want to like I was going to address last with my conclusion of kind of like what I've learned in friendships. But what I will say is like this is why it's really dangerous to have like three people in a friendship. I just feel like you know the th- 
with three, there's always going to be two people who are closer at any given moment. What I will say is that it ebbs and flows. So like maybe you feel like you're left out, but maybe they feel like they're left out sometimes. Like we're all human. We're all like listening to this episode thinking like these are all feelings that I've gone through. And so I'm sure that in your three person friendship, like the other two or one has felt that way too. So I would say just like, there's no avoiding getting your feelings hurt when you feel like the third wheel in a friendship, but just try not to hang out as three. Like that's, that's really hard. So try to like throw another friend in the mix or, you know, hang out two and two, like you and one friend and them and one friend, whatever. I, again, like it's just unavoidable to not get your feelings hurt in a, three person friendship scenario. It's just unavoidable. Like there, I wish I could tell you how, but it's unavoidable. Somebody said, I feel like I'm only celebrating others. How do I avoid burnout? Are you giving your friends an opportunity to celebrate you? You know, like if you feel like you're only celebrating others, like I have a friend, for example, who feels this way, but then every year on her birthday, she's like, I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't want to sell, like, I don't, I just don't want to plan. Like, I don't want to do anything. And she also like, doesn't want a surprise. So it's like, how are we supposed to celebrate you if you're not giving us an opportunity to? So if this is something that you can relate to, you're like always celebrating your friends wins and you're never feeling like you're being celebrated, like give your friends an opportunity to celebrate you. Really? Like, even if it's like, you get tickets to a Broadway show and you want to take your friend and like celebrate your promotion. Like it doesn't have to be a party, like just do a little thing or just like do a cheers at dinner, just something that you feel like you're excited about in your life, but make sure you give your friends an opportunity to celebrate you. And then if after you do, if they're still not celebratory of something that's happening in your life, then goodbye to that friend. How to deal with weekends when all of your friends are busy and you're alone. What to do in New York City, especially. Okay, here we go. Ready? See movies alone. Best thing you could ever do. Take yourself to dinner, especially like on the Upper East Side. I feel like it's like chic and like romantic. I don't know. There's something romantic about it to me. Go to the gym, like live your best life, sweat a lot, like do a fun workout class, like not even necessarily the gym go like do a fun workout and sleep in or binge a show. Like you don't have to go on a long walk, listen to a podcast. You don't have to be Miz because all of your friends are gone. You should take this as an opportunity to like be the most you you've ever been. And if that means staying home all weekend and binging a show, then like that's what you're going to do on the weekends and it's okay. If that means like learning a new recipe and baking and maybe baking so that like when your roommates come back or your friends get home, you're like, look, honey, I baked. And you have all these fun, yummy treats to disperse to your friends. Whatever you do, you know, let it be something that you want to do. That's completely you. Take this time to be like, I don't have to go to that stupid bar that my one friend always drags us to. I don't have to like do something on someone else's schedule. I'm going to do me. Somebody asked, one of my best friends means well, but she's a pick me. How do I deal with that? Okay. I'm going to say this once and for all. I am over this pick me narrative and this chuggy, chuggy shit. Like, I don't know what the fuck a pick me is, but 
you don't label your friend something from like a TikTok trend and then stop dealing with her because of it. Like, huh? I looked it up for people listening and it says a pick me is a woman who claims or acts like she's unlike most other women in order to gain attention from men. Obviously this girl is dra- like is seriously insecure. So not like how do I deal with a friend like that, but more like how do I support a friend like that who clearly, you know, if that's really what she's doing, she's she's trying to impress guys all the time, like clearly is not happy with herself. So you support this friend. Like you support all friends because friendship is all about support, honey. When your friend and her significant other double date more with your other friends than with you. Oh, this one's actually very real. And I've experienced this a lot and it's offensive. But what's funny is that like Steven and I wouldn't even care. Like, we don't even want a double date with this couple. We just want them to want a double date with us more than another couple, which is so funny. It's probably the reality is like they probably like to get more fucked up with the other couple. Or like, you know, for me, like I'm sober. Steven doesn't drink a lot. So we we feel like when a couple decides to like not hang with us and to hang with another couple, it's because they want to like get fucked up together and like, I don't know, maybe do coke. But like maybe the two guys like each other more or maybe it's none of your business because it has nothing to do with you. And like, I need to keep myself in check about this too. Like some couples get along better with other couples. It's going back to like, there's always going to be one person in the group of friends that you don't get along with as well. It's okay. You cannot be everyone's favorite person. And like the Libra in me doesn't know how to accept that. We have to. We have to. Okay, there's two things left. Friends who treat you like a therapist, what do you do? Well, you encourage them to see a therapist. But also keep in mind, like, do you secretly like that your friend talks to you like a therapist? Because hear me out, I would, right? And like, I like to feel needed. Like, that's the biggest thing like me as a friend I want to feel needed and I want to feel like a friend needs me and I don't know why you know maybe it's because like I have a sister and so I I understand that like need you know but I like it and so like I could encourage my friend to see a therapist and stop talking to me all the time about her stuff but like would I miss that yeah I probably would miss being their therapist you know but Ultimately, like, yeah, you should encourage them to see a professional. Obviously, that is ideal. And, you know, everyone should see a professional if they have the means to do so. It can be exhausting being someone's personal therapist and not getting paid for it. So and then like how how to articulate that? I would just be like, Jane, like I always use the word the name Jane. So Jane, if you're listening, I'm sorry for always using your name. But I'd be like, Jane, I like, you know, I I love giving you advice. It makes me feel so honored that you come to me for stuff. But I feel like I have my own shit that I don't even deal with. And so like, I don't want to be the blind leading the blind. Like, maybe you should be asking someone who has more experience than me. Like, what do I know? You know, or like, even when you're giving advice, be like, well, I feel like this is like maybe what you should do. But like, what do I know? You know, like, that's like a good go to. But to conclude, what I've learned in friendship is that your friendship with someone is unique to you 
and to them. Like no two friendships are alike. And similar to like how our relationships, like for example, like when you're comparing an ex to a new partner or like when you get dumped and you're like, oh my God, like they just like replaced me with someone. It's like, no, you're irreplaceable. You, everyone is their own unique and special person. And you'll never be able to replicate that in another friendship because all friendships are different. No friendships are the same. So next time you catch yourself comparing and like, you know, this friend told me this and they didn't tell her this. There are things that a friend may tell you that they don't tell anyone else. And there are things that they get from you that are really special to them that don't compare. And like, you know, so so try not to measure your friendships and and tally them up and like keep and try to really value your individual relationships with these people. Because there are people that like I feel like are closer than I am with them or, you know, like just dick measuring. And the reality is like people are always going to be closer at any given moment. As long as you have that like one or two like ride or die friends that like you'll always kind of have, like you have to accept that things are going to change. And even things might even change with your ride or die friends. And like, that's okay. Because think about your parents, like who are their best friends? Probably people that they met post kids for the most part. I mean, maybe they have some close friends from college and from high school, but like all of my parents' best friends are people that they met, like once they were already married and had kids or lived in, like maybe they moved out like to, you know, a different place and met them there. Like your best friendships are yet to come. And so take everything at face value and try not to feel attacked or hurt when a friendship changes and don't cut anyone off because you just never know. Life is short. And again, like there's moments where you're going to feel closer with people and where you're not going to feel close, but I'll always be your friend. That's so cheesy. But seriously, like slide into my DMs. I love you guys. And like, I, I go through it so much mentally beat myself up over the fact that like, all my college friends are closer than I am with them. Or like this group hangs out without me. Like there was like a Shabbat the other night and like I wasn't invited to it. And it was like most of my college friends and like their couples. And like, is it a big deal? No. Maybe they assumed that I was busy and like had shit to do. Maybe they didn't think about me at all, but that's okay. Because things are okay. Like, if you have at least one friend at, at, at any given moment, then that's something to smile about. And if you feel like you have no friends, we're going to be doing more and more of these mixers. And I, the one this week was so much fun. I hope if you came, you met a great friend, a new friend, or you just like looked around and realized that there are other people who want to make friends. And that's what's so amazing. Like your life and your friendships never end. You continue making them as you grow. And so if you're listening to this and you're feeling lost, like it's just, it's just the beginning of a beautiful friendship. So thank you for listening. <laughs>